prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello again, everybody, and uh, welcome back to Behind the Red Light, your favorite brothel-esque Good. I don't know. This show's kind of taken a turn, hasn't it, it? It's it's the cleanest sex show on the internet. It is the cleanest sex show on the internet, and now we're going to take a look at other things. Um, before we get started, I am Larry. That's Jim. That's Jim. I'm Larry. We really haven't. We tried to address the notion that we're going to give each other titles. Well, you're the you're the. I believe you call yourself the button smasher at this point. Yes, I I am the the appropriate button. Sp- Presser guy thingy, and you're the I'm, I'm the, the the pervert in residence. I, I guess we're gonna go with that. Yeah. <laughs> How are you this week? Ah, fighting the good fight. How are you holding well, I'm, up? I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there. You know, I noticed that since we've started doing this, we get together to, to a little backstage stuff for the for the for the audience out there. We get together to do this, and I come in the door, and we just sort of grunt to each other. Yes, until until we go live <laughs> to make sure that everything is organic as possible. Yeah. It is the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. Are you awake? Yeah, are you awake? All right, let's turn the camera on. Hey, everybody, yeah. yes. how are you today? Yes, absolutely. We call it stage presence or stage health, which means we ignore anything that's happening in the background, so we can give you this wonderful show. But before we do the wonderful show, we gotta do the P's and Q's, absolutely. don't we? We, we sure do we do not promote no we do not uh push you towards no we do not work for not at all we do not encourage at all not at all we are here to simply educate inform and entertain well there you go and that's uh that's pretty much it and what you expect from the show well today's show we have an interesting topic that you brought towards me i did i had so this is this is what happened i had breaking news if you will yes so, you know, as part of all of this process, I follow a number of people on social media, and one of them is a young lady named Dase who works at uh, the Mustang Ranch, which is outside of Reno, and... Um, the door. Oh. There you go. All right. We're good. There we go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Almost fell out of the chair. Yeah. Okay. I was See, trying to we, close the door. Yeah. We don't hide anything from No, no. Audience. We just we just go. No. This is It's as completely unprofessional as humanly possible. So anyway. We could be even more unprofessional. This uh, is true. Yes. We could start drinking during this. Anyway. So uh, I You follow, mean you're not? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I should be. Uh, but in any case, I follow Dase on uh, social media, specifically TikTok, and uh, where she goes by the modern working girl. Look her up. Give her a shout out, that kind of thing. Nice girl. But um, she was doing a live at one point, and I happened to bounce in, when she mentioned, and I did not know this, that uh, Suzette has reportedly placed all of the brothels that originally were owned by Dennis Hoff up for sale. Okay. Which 
partially shocked me because I couldn't imagine a world where the Hoff brothels didn't involve. Sorry about that. my phone's beeping. Oh no, you're getting. Well, I uh, needed that breaking so I, news. Well, yeah, I needed that so I could address Dossay's page and do so with some level of recall on what her name was online. Anyway, it's hard for me to imagine a world in which Suzette and that crew is not somehow involved with the Hoff brothels because they have been for the entirety of the time I've been around. But I immediately began research on this topic. What is the connection between uh, Dennis Hoff and Suzette? So Suzette was uh, Dennis's madam uh, for years and years and years and years and years. And when he passed, he left the um, he left his brothels to her. Oh, okay. So she was the benefactor. Then. Absolutely. Okay. So she she ended up receiving all of that. Now, as I began to do research. The only record that I could find is of one of the houses that is currently up for sale. So, you know, I don't like to deal in rumor and innuendo, if you will. Mm. So I can't say that they're all up for sale. I was not able to find that out or not. Uh, I'm sure I have a I have a, uh, an opportunity to get some inside information here in a few weeks. So hopefully I'll find more then. But until then, as far as I know, there's only one up for sale. But. I thought that would give us an opportunity to talk about what's up for sale, what it entails, and you know what would happen if somebody wanted to actually buy this property because we've discussed this property previously. Yes, we have. And unlike a liquor license, which if you're familiar with a liquor license, they can be bought and sold. Yeah, there's a transfer win. process. Yeah. But this uh, – and, and this is actually how this figures into the story is that uh, – if those of you that recall the Lamar Odom episode, we talked about a place called the Love Ranch South or the Love Ranch Vegas, depending on what time you knew about it is what it was called. Uh, this particular property was owned by Dennis and was formerly known as the Cherry Patch Ranch before he bought it and renovated and did all this stuff to it. But it is, depending on which direction you are leaving Las Vegas, the closest brothel to Las Vegas. If you take one route... It would be it would be this one. If you took the opposite route coming into Pahrump from the other side, you'd actually hit the chicken ranch first. But be that as it may, this is where um, this is where Lamar had his incident, and this is actually the same place that Dennis passed away. He uh, he died in his suite there uh, the night after celebrating his birthday. Oh well. So when this happened, uh, Dennis was not ill. He was not in any any way, shape, form. Well, other than the fact that he was, you know, in a man in his seventies, but he did not have anything that would have indicated that he was going to be, you know, short for this world whatsoever. So at the time that Dennis passed, uh, you know, there was a little bit of you know, goodness. What's going to happen here within the first, you know, week or so until it all started to come out exactly what his will was, what direction things were going to go, and so on and so forth, and. One of the things that happened immediately was that in the north, it works a little bit different than it does in the south of the state in terms of the rules regarding a brothel license. And as such, the brothel license immediately transferred to Suzette up north. However, it did not do that down south. It can't, it can't happen that way. So what ultimately happened is the two houses that Dennis owned at that time in the South, which was the Alien Cat House and the Love Ranch South, ended up being closed. The, the Alien Cat House has since been sold. 
Okay. And it, it belongs to a new owner, and it is operating and working just fine. The Love Ranch has sat silent since Dennis died. Now, the brothel license, mm-hmm. as you've you've stated, is this something that anybody can buy with the uh, under the oh, right no. price, or well, is there a vetting process? Or so there's there are there are three major qualifiers yeah. to start with. Let, let, let's start with that. How do you qualify to get a brothel license? So the first thing is you have to be a Nevada resident. And you for at least six months, so that actually makes a lot of sense. Right, you can't really got to be there if you're going to have the business. Right. Um, the second thing is that you must have at least three million dollars in the bank. So you need three million dollars capital. Yes. Yeah. On the and, back end, and then of course you can't have a criminal record. No. So it's those are the three qualifying things, and then from there. As long as you meet those qualifications, you would fill out the application and apply. My understanding in the South is that it goes before, in Nye County at least, it goes before the county commissioners. They have a vote on it, whether they're going to grant the license or not, et cetera, et cetera. Once that process goes, assuming that process is is blessed off on and they say, yes, okay, you can do this, then at that point the House has issued the license and it can open. I'm surprised there's not a formal interview that is part of the process involving the uh, the commission, the county commissioner. Okay, so they actually sit down the, with the person who plans on buying a license. I am not clear on whether it's a private meeting or if it's just like one of the open things that's discussed when you know, as as anything would be when county commissioners meet. Uh, that part I'm not clear on. But I, as I've obviously never been involved with the process directly, but there is there is discussion. There's active discussion. I know that when. Dennis took over the licenses for the Cherry Patch, for instance, and the Alien Cat House. I know that there was – his lawyers were involved. There was discussion back and forth because there were some people in the community uh, due to uh, Dennis's notoriety that didn't particularly want him down there. They were sort of like, hey, look, you, you, you're up north. You stay there where you belong. But ultimately, he was granted the licenses. Okay, so she has the – Suzette has the licenses. We have a brothel that's up for sale. What do you get okay, so for it, the money spent? We're not going to talk about how much this costs right now. Yeah. We're talking about what you're going to get. Okay, so let's let's start here. First of all, she does not have the brothel license at this point. The license co- collapsed because Dennis is dead. Therefore, there is no brothel license associated with it. However, what it means is that the property and the land surrounding it are zoned for a brothel. So if you purchased it, that's what you'd be using it for. It's just that what in all likelihood would happen is as you entered into the purchase agreement, you would simultaneously be applying for the license, and there would probably be something in the real estate agreement that indicated that the sale will not be finalized until such time as we can prove that the license is – you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that they've got – the new owner would have the license. So that's likely how that would work. Well, that makes the most sense, too. Sure. I mean, you're not just going to sell somebody a brothel and then— And then they can't get the license, license. to open it. Right. So now it's just going to sit empty, and that's the only thing it's zoned for. Right. I mean, nobody's going to go in there and make pies. Correct. Well, I mean, they might. They, they might. Yeah, they might. Because it, it does have a commercial kitchen. But in any case, no. in any case, let's talk about what is actually for sale. So the property is looking for a cash-only deal. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is ten thousand five hundred square feet of brothel. Ten th- Wait, what? Ten thousand five hundred square feet. 
That's a lot. It's a lot of space. It's a lot of space. That includes 15 master suites, along with all the assorted furniture and so forth. Apparently, it's all been left there. Okay. So, my understanding from what I read is it's the furniture, the the linens, the, everything is still there. You're getting... Any uh, so you're getting the building and everything in the building. You're pretty much getting a turnkey operation, but for the fact that there's no girls currently working there. So you're uh, buying a garage and everything left inside. Pretty much, it's uh, yeah, minus the girls, because if there were girls left in there, like help me, yeah. help. No, oh, never mind. Yeah. Now there is a 2,500 square foot bar that is attached to it, which is small, but it's it's enough to. You let your customers wet their whistle or whatever. You're still selling liquor. Yeah, and there is – I can tell you from being there myself that there's plenty of room behind that bar. If you wanted to blow that wall out and make it bigger, you easily could. Um, there is a commercial kitchen. Uh, there are two mobile homes on the property as well that you would get, a limousine, an advertising truck, and strangely enough, a backhoe. Which I'm not sure how that fit in there, but in case you want a farm, yeah, there, there's a backhoe. There's in, plenty in the of event. plenty of room to farm back there, I yes. suppose. Yes, there's a, you know you could you could uh, you know you could you could start digging if you so choose, and uh, there is also evidently associated with this uh, some other property that was associated with the with the ownership that is not zoned brothel and it's elsewhere in the county that involves I guess some apartments or development area or something like that. I, mean, I didn't read into much of that because it was somewhat off topic, so to speak. Right. So do you think those trailers are office spaces? Do you think that would be my out there? I would that would be my guess. That my, way you're my guess take, is that they're being used for paperwork or whatever yeah, you're or not, what have you. You're not taking too much away from what's actually going on inside the building. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. So um, if you would want to acquire that property and you so, in fact, have the money and the residency and all this other stuff. That that property would run you a cool $1.2 million. $1.2 million. That's the asking price on it. And I have to be honest, having been there myself, I don't necessarily think that, <coughs> that is really that out of line. No, that's not a hateful price. I mean, you're getting 10,000-plus 10, square feet. Mm -hmm. You're getting everything that's inside. Mm -hmm. So that's 15 master suites plus whatever else you've got going on in there. You're getting the furniture, uh, full kitchen, full commercial kitchen, mm -hmm. two trailers, a backhoe that was probably left there from mob days, but we don't need to get into well, that. <laughs> I don't – well, never mind. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we're okay. just going to uh, leave it like that. Let your imagination run sure, wild. Sure, why not? We can dig a few holes. Yeah, well, it, it does make it interesting. Like, who just conveniently leaves a backhoe there? I, I mean, why? Well, I'm going to assume. Was he into carrots? Well, I don't know. I'm going to assume that, you know, Dennis did a lot of renovation to his properties. Okay. So I'm going to assume that it was there based on the fact that he was doing some work and needed it, so he bought the thing. But, yeah, okay. And, and then, of course never had time to sell it or perhaps was planning to expand and decided to keep it for a while. Uh, you know, who knows? Well, that would be one of the first things that I sold off when I got there. It's like, okay, I don't need this backhoe. I don't know that I would. You I, don't know if you'd sell off the backhoe. No, and I will, I'll tell you why. Because I am aware that right down the road, you've got Sherry's and you have the chicken ranch. And then further up the road, you have the alien cat house. You are not without competition in this county. So you would lease the backhoe? Well, no. What I was going to say is there's potential that I might want to expand the property in some way. Like I said, the first thing I would do is expand the bar. 
Yeah, I'm dead you would serious. open up the bar. Yeah, so uh, you know that right away would you know necessitate a certain number of tools and equipment and so forth. So if I could get use out of that backhoe before I got rid of it, by damn, I'd keep it around and use it for a while. I do think it's funny that the only farm equipment or construction equipment is tentatively known as a backhoe. Right. Right. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's great. That's, yes. That's good for puns. I was gonna I was gonna say I I had let it go. I wasn't gonna touch it, but I I left it for you. Well, at least they're you know a, a backhoe. What about the front hoe? But I will t- I will tell you that when I read that, I got a huge chuckle out of it almost instantly because of course we're both twelve. Yeah, and, yes. And yeah. instantly you're like, ah like at a cat house is a backhoe. Right. Yeah. Right. So there you go. But I, that's that is what is up for sale. Now Again, because Dossay had mentioned she thought all the houses were up for sale, I thought I would do a little bit of digging, and I didn't find anything on that. But what I did find was there are there was something of note that I saw. Now, if you go, again, if you go up north, what Dennis owned up north was the Bunny Ranch, the Sagebrush Ranch, the Kit Kat Ranch, and the Love Ranch North. Now, the Bunny Ranch sits just off a major road, uh, and then the other three that I've mentioned actually sit in a cul-de-sac that is maybe, I don't know, maybe two, three miles from, from where the Bunny Ranch sits. It's not very far. So it's, it's literally right down the road. And what I found interesting about that is that while the Sagebrush and the Kit Kat are open, uh, the Love Ranch North is not. Hmm. It closed for the pandemic, and as far as I can tell from anything on their website or whatever, has remained closed. So I don't know. So we were down from four operating brothels within that little area there to three. Now, I do not know if that is a sign of things to come. I don't know. Again, I would assume that that Dossay being a working girl that is actively working in that area uh, where the Mustang sits relative to the Bunny Ranch is not that far I mean, certainly it's it's close enough that they would be getting scuttlebutt back and forth, you know. So it is possible that what she's saying is absolutely true, and perhaps they're preparing the Love Ranch for sale up north. I don't know. Um, hopefully I'll find out the next time I'm around or in town or whatever. Well, that does leave an interesting question. What happens when a bunny ranch, or not a bunny ranch, but a brothel is left open for that long? Like, the effect of it. Is on there, the community? Uh, not just on the community, but... Um, I'm pretty sure that the percentage of men going up to or going over to mm-hmm. Nevada has stayed the same currently. But because you're right, we are in a pandemic. People are making wow. wiser decisions. You know, there's oh man, there's so there's a lot of a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there's um, when I've spoken with people in the past, um, historically the sex industry is somewhat immune to what's going on financially in the world in the sense that I don't want to call it recession proof, so to speak, but there are certain things that you can almost guarantee will continue to sell through a recession or through an economic downturn, booze, cigarettes. So it's a sin. Vice. vice. You know, vice seems to continue to sell regardless of what the economy is doing. Now, what you're able to command for that vice may alter. So whether or not what they're asking for has dropped because there's not as much money available or 
alternatively, it's gone up because the girls are demanding more money because the younger generations, as we know, based on what the media has said, are not willing to work for what the their preceding generations were. Who can say at this point? I, I Because of the pandemic, I have not actively been out there in some time. So I, I do not know what the current going rate is. And that would sort of give me an idea. You know, if I was sitting in a negotiating room and, you know, I throw out a number and she throws out a number and I say, nope, I'm out of here. And she goes, whoa, 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 hold up a minute. You know, I can meet your number. That would sort of tell me right away that, okay, you know what, sales are down and they need the money. Um, if, on the other hand, I walked in there and it was, nope, they're not budging from some ridiculously high price that I've never heard quoted to me before, then I know we've gone the other way. You Business know? But, is good. There's a need. And right. But if, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would imagine what they can command has taken a step back as the economy has dropped down. Um I also don't know how busy the houses are these days. Uh, and that, and I say that for a couple of reasons, because you know, the older generation is dying off. And if again, if you listen to the media, anything you're hearing about young men these days is that they're just choosing not to be with anybody at all. And I, I don't know how much that's affecting the sex industry at all. I have my theories. Right. But I, I couldn't say whether or not, you know, as we start hearing things about what do they call incels and all this nonsense? I don't the know. The involuntary celibate. Yeah, I don't know how much that that mindset, if you will, is affecting the sex industry. Well, the incel – and here's the thing with incels that kind of – This is a topic in and of itself. Yeah, this is a topic sure. in and of itself because involuntary celibate, it means women don't want to sleep with you. And there's a reason why a woman would not want to sleep with somebody like you. And it might have something to do with your personality and your upbringing or the way that you're forcing yourself on people. Or, or does it have to do with the way women choose – their men today, which is, of course, one of the major questions you hear in the, in the media these days as well. This is certainly a topic we're going to have to go yeah. off on in another day. But. And, and again, I don't know, man. I've been around and I've seen combinations of people that you just kind of <laughs> scratch your head and like, how'd they figure that one out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. But, you know, they're happy. So if they're happy, I'm hey, not going to take away from it. So I, I, I fail to agree with the whole incel there's somebody for everybody yeah. out there but but, but we, we we digress from the from the right. actual point of our conversation here we'll get back to that but uh yeah i don't know my so my thought i mean it could be that now you know suzette's one woman and and the loss of dennis is huge i mean let, let's not let's not make light of the fact that the man i don't think ever slept i mean he was at all of his houses he was there all the time he, you know, he was traveling back and forth from, from Vegas to Reno constantly. Well, there and there's another question. Did he leave a power vacuum? Is there somebody who's going to step in and take over for Dennis? Not in the way Dennis was running things. No way. Or, no or way. Have, have the capital and control and the empire that Dennis had. Well, because Suzette inherited it, she had the capital. The capital wasn't the issue. I think the, the issue is that Dennis was a force of nature. He was a powerful influence. Yeah, and, and was very much about promoting. I've, I have called, from the moment I met him to the day he died, I called him the P.T. Barnum of the sex industry. And that's truly what he was like when you met. We, we haven't really done a deep dive on Dennis. But Not yet. That's, that's what he was like. I mean, he, he was this, he was a force of nature. He was your, your, your classic uh, sideshow barker, 
you know, he was he was there promoting his business all the time. So my thought process is that yeah, trying he... to fill that those shoes would have been impossible. And so streamlining your business down to a, a much more manageable number, which at this point is three less than he was operating at, at his peak, because we have both of the love ranches closed and not operating and the alien cat house has been sold off. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that might have been something she did out of, out of uh, needing to maintain her sanity, you know, more than anything else. I mean, she had a lot there on her plate. Well, and, and, and Suzette's not a young woman either. And I, I don't mean that detrimentally to the woman. She's, she's fantastic at what she does, but she's not 25. I mean, you know, she is, she's an older woman. And I would imagine that, again, trying to keep things a little bit tighter and a little bit less would have been much more manageable for Well, her. and you said some things that were very, very key to this. One, Dennis, Ho uh, Dennis Hoff is a very, very powerful – or had a very, very powerful influence. And filling the shoes of a Dennis Hoff, you would need somebody who has the promotional skills and the want to take your money for this, the, the thing that he's selling. I would, I would say that if I had to pinpoint somebody that most of the audience will be at least – familiar with in one way or another he was very much like vince mcmahon yeah and to, to to follow up on that you're right the woman is and we're not saying um that people with youth have the advantage over people who don't have youth not at all because the people who are suzette's it they They've seen the battles. They've seen the wars. They've got their scars. I would suggest we're. I would suggest those of us that are older are more pragmatic. Yeah, they're more educated on 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 where the pitfalls. Right, are. and she's one person who's figuring. I don't need seven of these things. And, and that's the thing. You know, depending on on what age she is. Now, if she was like in her forties, she's not. I know she's older than. You know what? Let me see if I can be, be, find because out. Because somebody in their late third. That's just a theory that I have. Somebody in their late thirties and early forties still have the ability of taking shots that you could take when you were 25 and be able to absorb those shots and still move on and have a successful business as opposed to somebody who's in their later years because now you're putting more risk behind those shots. When you're 20, you're not, you're not thinking of those risks at all. When you're right. 40, those risks are, are, are huge on your mind. You want to do everything you can to avoid those shots. And when you're 60... You pretty much want to sink the sure thing. And from what you were telling me about Suzette, she wants to sink the sure thing, which is sell off the brothel so I don't have to worry about this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say that that's probably very, very, very accurate. Um, and let me see here. I'm, I'm reading a little bit on her, trying to find... You know, I'm not seeing a whole lot on her age here. Let's see here. No, I don't know. All what this is her... happening in real time. Yeah, folks. always. I don't know what her age is. If I had to estimate, I would put Suzette in her sixties. And if it, I if I had to just guess, and it, it, it's... Suzette, if you're younger than that, my sincerest apologies. I still love you. Yes, <laughs> and at sixty, I mean. Most people retire at 65. Right. Why are you going to want to put on that kind of stress unless it's something that you're deeply ingrained in and something you've been doing for the last 40 years? Well, and she is. I mean, she is deeply ingrained in it. And I know Suzette cares very deeply about her girls. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the woman who throws tea parties every Thursday for the girls at the Bunny Ranch. And, oh, that's nice. You know, so, I mean, she does care. And, and she but is. It, 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 
there there's caring and there's okay i've done this for so long because you you can go two ways with this well and and her and she and dennis made an incredible team and i think that that's also important to note i mean dennis routinely called her his his work wife mm. you know they had they had an incredible working relationship and um she was able she was much more relaxed she was much more laid back i imagine still is and so in that respect there was no way that the corporate um environment wasn't going to change with the loss of dennis and her moving into that spot again i think i think suzette spent a lot of time trying to round off the edges a little bit well it also because he was so intense and she was also like she's not dennis right i mean she right. is just not dennis she doesn't have that acumen that he had or that vision or, or or something and i don't want to call her a supporting character but she was probably more grounded than he was I, I think she was all of the things that dennis didn't do or couldn't do because he was too busy being dennis hop right she handled so i think it was probably very accurate to say that as far as the day-to-day -day operations she was always running it I don't think Dennis did squat, to be perfectly honest, in terms of the actual day-to-day -day running the business. I don't think Dennis did much of anything. He signed I, that paycheck. Yeah. Made sure he, that he, Suzette was very well taken I was going to say, he signed the paychecks. Oh, yes. I mean, I know at times he bought her lavish cars and everything else as bonuses and whatnot. Dennis took very, very good care of Suzette. Obviously, even in right. death, he took excellent care of her. So I, I know that he felt... Uh, very close to her, and I know that he he was uh, he respected her greatly, and I know that even when they argued about business or whatever, it was always you know for what was best for business. They were they were very much concerned about that. Um, yeah, so I yeah I'm sure that things have changed, and I'm sure that if 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 all the houses are for sale, it's because Suzette has reached a point in her life where she's like, you know what, I'm willing to take care of these until someone wants to take them over, but. You know, let's let's find the people that are ready to take over and be the next Dennis Hoffs and she can, you know, ride off into the sunset with and, all that money. And consider who you're selling or who the seller is. It's not like she's going to want to or she's probably going to vet the person who wants to buy the property. I mean, she's not going to just sell it to any jabroni. Who's got I would I would say that's particularly uh, the case for the Bunny Ranch itself. Just to take care of uh, like. All the girls that you like, yeah. if you're coming in here, you're not going to do this, that, or the other thing. Yes, you know, yeah. Dennis owned a lot of properties, but let's be honest, the Bunny Ranch was his flagship. Right. And I think if there's any of them that she's going to be insanely picky about who buys it, I would guess it would be that. Well, folks, so for uh, four point two million dollars, if you if you've got that in the bank, no criminal record, and mm -hmm. six months in Vegas, you yourself can own a brothel. Yes, but considering we're trying to uh, to raise money not for a brothel but for other projects, we have some other things we need to tell you about. If you would like to get a hold of us. Uh, indiscreetly, you got a question, you got something that's bugging you, you want to talk about something that you're normally not willing to ask a question, we have a way for you to do that discreetly, mm -hmm. and that is with Behind the Red Light 702 at gmail.com. That is 702 at gmail.com. Leave a question, comment, something along those lines, and we'll refer to you. But if you want to be more in a communal type of feeling, if you want to be surrounded by people of like-minded individuals, yes. and you feel like you want to wave your freak flag as high yes. as you possibly can. 
absolutely. Jim will have a place for you to do that. Well, absolutely. Well, you do that where everyone does it these days on social media, the Book of Faces. Go to Facebook. Look us up behind the red light. You're going to see an image there of our logo, which has a this beautiful uh, neon image of a, of a woman's uh, shape. By all means, once you see it, you found us, like us. Post, ask questions, do whatever you like. Join us in our discussions. And with that, uh, we still haven't quite figured out how to close these things out yet, have we? Well, no, but I I do want to say this. To all the people that have been listening to our podcast, you have millions upon millions of options these days for entertainment, but you choose us, and we thank you very much for it. (laughs) Yes. I always seem to forget to thank the audience, because without the audience, we are just two guys sitting in a room talking about stuff. Yeah, we're useless without you guys, so thank you so much for continuing to listen to us and to find other people to join and everything else. We've been seeing a slow increase in our viewership, and we thank you for that. Or listenership. Or listenership, yeah, that. Unless you sit around at a podcast and just stare at the podcast, (laughs) and that's kind of weird. (laughs) Well, you can can tell I video edit. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, for Larry... Uh, for Jim, from the both of us that are just kind of sitting around trying to keep you entertained and keep your heads up, go out there and do the right thing, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.